Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back, mother lovers, to a brand new episode of Last Call at McLaren's, the best damn How I Met Your Mother podcast on the internet. I am your host, Josh, here with my best bud, John. How you doing, man? First time, long time. Just want to say I really love the podcast. I've been listening since day one. Uh, I have a couple complaints. Why is Josh's face so hairy? Uh, I mean, it's like a fucking ball sack just sitting there. You know. (laughs) You know, sometimes you just have to have a thing. You know. Um, no, bro, I am doing great. I am. Uh, I'm happy to be here as always. I mean, there's no place I'd rather be on a Saturday night than recording a podcast with my fucking brother. Hell's yeah! And for those watching this on the day that it dropped, Happy Halloween, everybody! Happy Halloween! <laughs> yeah, I mean, we are not recording it on Halloween, but so we no. are talking to you. From the past. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe we're in the future right now. I don't know how this works. It's time travel. That's true. It's it's a weird fucking conundrum of time and space. It is. Um it is. So so. Josh and I were prepping for the show today, and as we were getting ready, you know, Josh was doing that thing he does where he checks to see if we've got any shout outs, any love, any patron. I mean, patrons. Um, what's the difference between I'd love a patron to get some and a patron? Pa- no, fuck you, dude. I've got even way better tequila on top of my refrigerator. I mean, and doesn't mean I wouldn't want to have some. Mine is better than Patron. I don't mine care. Is- I mean, if you you also lower- have <laughs> you also have mine there. Yes. Yeah, I um, have like an entire case of Josh's wine at my. No, house. I mean my tequila that's there. Wait, you have tequila? Yeah, the the Mexican tequila. Oh, I didn't know that was here. I would have drank that already. No, don't you dare. (laughs) I'm going to do it. You can't stop me. You're four hours away. By the time you get here, it'll at least be half gone. You know, man, you're just going to have to deal with me when I get down there next time. (laughs) Well, you're going to have a drunk (laughs) me to fight. That's fair. It'd be easy to push you down. That is true. Yeah. So where I was going with this was is that uh, we had a very special reach out. Uh, well, reach out, reach around. Uh, either way, <laughs> somebody reached out to us um, and left a very special message. Uh, it was a three-partner. It was actually really sweet and touching. Yeah. Part one was a question for Josh and I, which I thought was really cool and made us think about this uh, shit for a few minutes. Uh, you want to play that? Yeah. There we go. This is from uh, Jesus Gonzalez from Culture Club. What if it's Jesus and you're pronouncing it? It Jesus? might be. It very. Let us know. Let yeah. us know. Yeah. John. This is going to be part one of uh, three messages that I'm going to leave because I cannot do this in one minute. Uh, so this is going to be my question. What is your favorite thing to watch uh, on How Your Mother now that you've watched it so many times? Mine is the background characters either by design or by accident they're always hilarious to me all the actors is a really good great bad acting in the background and there's also a lot of easter eggs like when uh marshall's dad passed away that episode of countdown always gets me so that is my one question and uh stick around for part two all right so john 
now that we have watched this show many, many times, what are some of your favorite things to like look out for and watch for uh, anytime you go through and do like a binge on it? Okay, so this is one of the <laughs> things that I really don't tell people watching us is that I watch a lot of How I Met Your Mother behind the scenes um, countdown reels and stuff like that on YouTube. So I'm constantly like, people would be like, oh, let me talk about this theory about such and such character. And I'm like, let oh, me yeah. see where that goes. So that's how <laughs> I discovered the the purple-yellow theory, was that uh, somebody had posted this YouTube video that followed the nine seasons of I Met Your Mother. And it was like, you know, purples equate with bad, yellows equate with good. Uh, and I, I introduced Josh to the theory. I'm pretty sure I also sent you a link to the video. Yeah. Um, and now you've noticed it. Like, you mm-hmm. are starting to see it. That is one of my big things I like watching the show for, is I'm trying to see more and more where they started to incorporate the yellows and purples. Was it an accident as a start? And it just kind of formed into something? Was it something that was uh, planted as a seed in the early season and, like, you just didn't notice it? I mean, I watched this show. I, I Right now, with us doing this rewatch, I am only watching it as we're going through the episodes, I'm not trying to get ahead of myself. Yeah. But this is probably, without over-exaggerating, somewhere in the mid-30s for me re-watching this show. I have watched this show that many times. Yeah. Uh, and if it's not the purple-yellow theory now, it's definitely, and you, people are going to laugh at me for this one, it's the set. I'm watching the things that are going on with the set. I want to see things like, there's always the encyclopedias on the wall, uh, yeah. There's all the stuff behind the kids, um, whether it be things in restaurants or things on plates. I'm looking at the minute details that people don't typically look at because I want to well, like how we just I don't know if it was the last episode or the one before, but when uh, there was the the pick the thing, the newspaper clipping behind future Marshall. Yes. Yes. About, stuff like that. Yes. About, about finding exactly nothing. shit like that. Yeah. I like <clears throat> watching the show. But at the same time, this show has been something that I've, like I said, I've watched it now 30-some times, where now I'm not watching the show really anymore. There are times where I'm prepping for the podcast. It's playing on TV, and I'm listening to it. Sometimes I have to go back and rewatch it because I'm not paying attention. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, like, like this one specifically, we're prepping for this episode today, and I go, oh, it's this fucking episode. Uh, but I forced myself to stay in tune with it because this is one of those ones that doesn't affect the rest of the timeline for how I met your mother. This is just kind of one of those, like it's, it's its own storyline, but it doesn't really fit into the trajectory of where the show needed to get to. This, yeah, no, I get you that. can take this episode away <laughs> from the entire, like um, span of the show and it doesn't affect shit. Yeah. I agree with that. Oh, I mean, I agree with that. It's, it's one of those weird ones where I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, we're doing a Robin story. Mm. Yeah, I mean, she needs them once in a while. She, I mean, everybody needs them. Like Lily gets hers once in a while. Marshall gets his, but usually, you know, we get Ted Barney. Yeah, that's very true. What about you, though? What kind of things do you watch? Some of the things that I love watching for are is the continuity on this. this the continuity on oh, the show yeah. is impeccable. Like, yeah, they have their flubs here and there, but like. See, especially it's been even more so since we started the, the podcast, you know, but I've always loved being like, okay, where does this thread take us throughout the whole series? You know, and you just kind of sit there and watch for it. Um, the other thing that I personally like watching for are clues of the fate of the mother because yeah. they sprinkle them throughout the show. Well, the biggest one that you pointed out was in the episode. It's the very first episode where he's. They're like, um, "Oh, this is Tracy," and that's how I met your mother. The kids are like, "What?" Yeah, it's that was one that got by me. I've watched this show, like I said, a lot of times. That got yeah. by me forever. Yeah, I never but, thought about it. But there, yeah, there's there's a lot of little things that go that just happen throughout the. It's usually within the frame of future Ted, you know, things that he says and stuff like that. But there's stuff that the way he tells the story that if you're really paying attention, you know what happens 
to the mother before the show ends. Oh like, yeah. If, if you'd never watch it. I figured it out before the show. So I was prepared for what happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? There are some key things that happen before we ever even meet her. Yeah. That it's like something bad is going to happen. I, I think the one that always makes me break down the most <clears throat> is there's the episode where. Is it the one where he goes to her apartment? Yep. And he knocks on the door and you don't see her, but he's like, listen, yeah. we're not going to meet for another 45 days. Yeah. But I wanted to come here and tell you right now that if I could change that, I would, you know, yeah, spend he, every he, minute. Yeah. He wants those extra 45 days. He wants yeah. those extra 45 days. Yep. And knowing yeah. what I know about this show now, the f- second or third time I watched this and I got to that, there's always two interactions with her that get me the most. It's that one and the one where you find out that Robin's mom's not coming to the wedding. Mm-hmm. And Ted's talking to Tracy and she's like, oh, what kind of mother won't be at her own kid's wedding? And he chokes up and she's like, oh, no, no. And it's yeah. like, fuck. <clears throat> yeah, like this- they don't they don't specifically tell you what's about to happen. But in their own way, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with that being said, I just want to say to Mr. Uh, Gonzalez, Mr. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Gonzalez. Your message meant a lot to me, and thank you. Uh, it was very nice to hear from you. Go on Twitter if you have Twitter. Jump on Facebook. Find me. My name is right here, right here, right here. Hit me up. Let's shoot the shit. Uh, well, he, if if you're listening and not watching, it's oh, uh, at yeah. <laughs> simply saying J one. You're you're fucking wise man, dude. Yes, uh, yes. You know, you're right though. Uh, also, thank you for listening to our our podcast, watching the podcast, however you're getting it, and binging it in a month. That is phenomenal. Yeah. Did you want to? Did you want to play the third part where he has the correction for us? Yes. Yes. Because okay. we, yes, uh, we we decided that we were going to keep part two to ourselves because it was a very sweet, dear message that that we kind of just wanted to keep for ourselves. Uh, but we will play part uh, part three. Let's get this going. Part three and final part. Uh, do this under a minute. It's impossible. Can we all like to talk? <clears throat> Again, binge listen every all the episodes in a month. I love every minute of it. I do have one little gripe, and it's a very small one. Uh, I mentioned Mount Mexico. I'm from I'm Mexican, and on I think it was the second or third episode, you guys mentioned that uh, Barney speaks Mandarin, and I know you won't remember it, but again. Benches in a month. He speaks Spanish. He says this when she's so that means Barney knows at least four or five languages. Uh, but that was a really small thing. Again, love this uh, podcast. Love you guys. And uh, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, it's not surprising that Barney knows all those languages. It really isn't. No, I mean, not for what <clears throat> he does. Yeah. I mean, first off, we know he knows a bunch of languages because of his job. Yeah, I mean, he needs to be able to communicate with multiple. Uh, but but not just his job. I feel like he does it for plays. I mean, oh no, that's that's what I meant when I was starting that. You know, mm-hmm. for what he does, plays. But at the same time, you know, he needs to know all those because of like international mm-hmm. businessmen. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, like, I give Barney a lot of credit. Like, obviously, he's not as dumb as people think he is. No, I mean. Barney is probably the smartest character on this show, to be honest with you. I would not disagree with that. Yeah. Also, he just shows that smartness in a very different way than most. Just because <laughs> your background is different, and I just happen to like, you know, talking about aesthetics and shit behind me, and with Halloween being a couple days, I got, I got to do this right now, but uh, what's in the box? Oh, the one in my closet? Yeah. The comic box? What's a, in the box? It's a well. I mean, it's close to a head. It's a it's a bunch of hats and scarves. <laughs> there are uh, decorations for a head, so you know it kind of fits. Head decor. Kind of fits. 
head decor. That all is right. That. So, ladies and gentlemen, now that we've got all that out of the way, yes. that brings us to today, <laughs> season three, episode four, Little Boys. That's right. It's uh, it's going to be a good one here. I mean, uh, we've already kicked it off with an amazing start. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so we're going to dive right in. This episode uh, originally aired on October 15th of 2007. So, you know, we're pretty close to pretty close you know, to, to that date, but 15 years in the future. Woo! Directed by, you want to guess, John? Craig Thomas. No, he doesn't do any of the directing. No, I know. It'd be P. Fryman. Wrong. It is Rob Greenberg. Oh, you're an asshole. <laughs> uh, so Rob Greenberg uh, did three episodes last season, including Monday Night Football, oh, which okay. was the introduction to the little boy Doug that we see in this episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he came back to and directed the same the same kid uh, for for this episode. Uh, he will go on to do three more episodes for the series, uh, The Front Porch in Season 4, Robots vs. Wrestlers in Season 5, and one of John's favorites, Ducky Tie in Season 7. Mm, yeah. Ducky Tie, fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> the episode was written by Courtney Kang. Uh, she works on episodes throughout the entire season. Of the, like every, She has episodes in every season. Um, but I like to think of her as the Robin Sparkles writer because she did Slap Bet already which we've covered yeah and she goes on later this season to do sandcastles in the sand and she does glitter as well so like three of the big story yeah. for wow yeah the only one that she doesn't do is the robin daggers episodes p.s yeah. i love you it's the only one she doesn't do which think about it that's like the death of robin sparkles so like she's the robin yeah. sparkles girl you know like writer <laughs> and this is the that's the so she doesn't do the death one <laughs> you know something tells me they might have had a falling out at some point and then like she left the show and they were like fuck her fuck robin sparkles <laughs> and that's why they did the robin daggers thing <laughs> i mean that would be funny but no she's on for the entire time of the show's around <laughs> well fair yeah i so. <laughs> i have seen let's go to the mall at least a thousand times and you sir are not in it. Are not in it. <laughs> I actually am quite looking forward to that episode. It's, Is it because of Vanderbeek? Just in general, I love it's. It's such a admit it. It's Vanderbeek. Vanderbeek is good. He is good in that episode. I will. Say. I'm honestly surprised they never made a Dawson's Creek reference with him. Yeah, I mean, like they could have easily they did, and we missed it, and we will find out when we watch. Oh, that. bro, if we somehow missed a Dawson. If I somehow missed a Dawson's Creek reference, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> like somebody just randomly calls him like Pacey. I mean, it could have been as simple as him like coming into a window. He could have just been like popped into it's a window true. and been like, yeah. "I've always wondered what that would feel like." Yeah, that's true. Or, you, you, you hear the music in the background real low, the Dawson's Creek theme. Yeah. That'd be funny. <laughs> they only used for one season. Yeah, you know. Uh, so the summary for this episode is Robin is awkward around the young son of a guy she's dating. To prove who, uh, and then to prove who has more game, Ted and Barney make a bet over who can sleep with a girl first. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's a summary. I mean, you know, it's a better summary than some we've had. That's true. We had such strong summaries for the first three episodes of this season <laughs> that I, just, I felt like that eh, could be better. <laughs> but I mean, what else would you really say? You know what I mean? I mean, like I said, though, this is one of those episodes that does it doesn't have much going on. Yeah. So it really describes what is going on exactly. without giving too much away. Yeah. So, all right. So the episode starts off with the gang hanging out at the apartment on a Saturday night, just, you know, just them by themselves, throwing pretzels in the marshal's mouth and they make it to a hundred pretzels. 100. And as soon as I saw this, I was like, these pretzels are making me thirsty. We're going to need some water <laughs> over here. <laughs> I was, that was exactly what I was thinking was, it was uh, the Seinfeld line. Uh, but apparently he and Lily did this on their honeymoon and they got to 82. 82. Which I thought was pretty damn funny. Uh, Lily then tells Robin that she's got a guy that she wants to set her up with. Then Ted chimes in and asks, What's his butt? What's his butt? Which yeah. I didn't, this is where it made me realize what episode we were in. Yeah. But I was like, 
because for some reason I thought this was like a season four thing. No. Because I remember him them being like, because I always love the punchlines that come from like when Robin's like, "Well, what's my butt?" Yeah, but she's Canadian. <laughs> I have them all written down too. There, because <laughs> I was like, I got, I got to write them all down. I think, I think I can get most of them too. <clears throat> all right, well, I'm excited. It's coming up real soon here. Fair. Uh, so you know, what is this guy's butt, John? He has a kid. He has a kid. Which and is, a- it's, that's a big butt. It, yeah, no, it, absolutely. That is something, in my opinion, um, something you should know going in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. Lily was not going to tell her this little tidbit. Um, but that's a big thing. Oh, you huge. Know? Like, Bro, if you kids can make or break a relationship. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, we, I mean, we both have kids, so it's something that we both have to think about, you know, anytime we're in that situation now. So, okay. So let's play this game. <clears throat> you start talking to a girl. How soon you talk to her, do you tell them you have a kid? If I feel like something could actually happen, like, then I would bring it up. You know, if I'm just, if we're just chatting, I probably wouldn't bring it up just right away. But like, if it seems like okay, this this is going somewhere, you know, uh, we may end up seeing each other again, kind of a kind of a thing. Then I would probably bring it up. Fair, you know, just be like, hey, just so you know. So what you're saying is sloppy top is just a keep it off the table type of, type of thing. But if it starts to get serious and she flips you over and goes, you know, then you might bring it up. That's fair. I there. think that's <laughs> what about you? <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna lie. I usually <laughs> at least mention that I have a kid probably within like the first couple of days of talking to somebody. Yeah, like I, it's not something I hide, man. I'm very proud of. Uh, not that I'm not saying you're not proud. Like, don't uh, that's not how I'm. Oh, yeah, it's, n- it's not about hiding, it's more about I don't necessarily want to bring this other person into my child's world. No, that is what I you know what I mean. Yeah. I usually just bring it up because I'll be like, you know, like my free time isn't really my free time, mm-hmm. but what free time yeah. I have, like, if you want, if you want my undivided free time, then you need to make it worth my while. But you also need to understand that I don't do me. I put my kid first. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Which oh, speaking, yeah speaking of my kid, I got to mention this. He gave me a sucker to eat on air. And while Josh and I were prepping for the show today, I might have ate the sucker. So if Cal, you're watching this for some weird reason, Daddy accidentally ate the sucker off of air, and I'm sorry. <laughs> Happy Halloween, kid. Happy Halloween, kid. <laughs> oh man. Uh so uh Ted and the other guys are convinced that Robin hates kids. I mean, she has said this. She has never been shy about that thought. No, not at all. So it makes sense why they would think that. Uh, We even get a flashback to when she was a kid, and she just wants nothing to do with her little sister. No, dude, she's on her little sister so hard. Yeah, it was. I spend all day at school with kids. I just want to sit here and read my highlights magazine (laughs) and and drink drink my juice. (laughs) Like, first off, how great of a magazine is highlights? Oh, dude, it's good, man. I enjoy it. But then, oh, I enjoyed yeah. it. I haven't read it highlights in years, but it, I always used to read it when I was at the doctor's office when I was a kid. I could fucking see you as an adult just sitting there be like, this yeah, is man. a fascinating article. I have had a I subscription to e. highlights for 20 years. <laughs> I before E except after C. That makes so much sense. This is a giraffe. I never knew. <laughs> it's encyclopedia, not encyclopedia. Chameleon. Oh man. But uh yeah. Uh I you know when I was a kid, that was like my go to. You know, yeah, my, dude. It was it was classic. I had my parents got me a subscription to it for a little while. It wasn't for very long, but uh I so I had it, you know, uh on a regular basis for a little while. I had the uh I didn't have highlights. I had the was it Zoo Life? I know which one you're talking about. I don't remember if that's what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I had like it was always mm-hmm. like about animals and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think I never had like a subscription to it, but I definitely like read read a few of those. Probably at a doctor's office because that's where they tend to Were be. Were you in a doctor's office a lot as a kid? 
I mean, when I was younger, yeah, with my asthma and everything. Fair. Yeah. It is uh, unfortunate, but, you know, I grew out of that. It's cool. You know, now I have different medical issues. (laughs) Fair. You know, grown-up medical (laughs) issues. Oh, shit. All right. So, hold on. I'm going to put, because we haven't done this in a while. Okay. This week's question, because it's Halloween-themed. In the Halloween episode with the slutty pumpkin, what is the song the acapella band sings that Ted sings along to? Ooh, that's a good one. Thanks. That's a good one. Say it one more time for everybody. What is the song the acapella band sings that Ted sings along to? In the slutty pumpkin episode. In the slutty pumpkin episode. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Hit us up on Twitter at last call H I M Y M. Uh, let us know your answers. And uh, if you get it right, he just might give you a shout out. <laughs> All right, back to the episode. All right. Uh, so Robin insists that, you know, him having a kid won't be a problem. Uh, and she agrees to, to go on this date. She then asks everybody what her butt is. And uh, they all answer inside their minds. They don't actually say it out loud. Uh, now, John, you said you wanted to see if you could try and I guess can get, I can get at least three of them. Now, can you can you link them to who said it is the is the real well, game then? Barney says because she's Canadian. Correct. Marshall says because she didn't cry at Field of Dreams. Specific, he specifically said, but she didn't like Field of Dreams. But Oh, but she didn't like Field of Dreams. Well, it was at least yeah. Field of Dreams. He really held on to that because well, that was yeah. from a while ago. Ted's yeah. was... You got I, anything? Nope, I can't remember him or Lily right now. Okay, I blanked. T- Ted's was, but she's afraid of commitment. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Lily's, but she's a gun nut. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Shit. I thought guns was one of them too. And I was like, yeah, no. Uh, but what they all say out loud is that she just doesn't have a Yeah, butt. you don't have. Well, no. there was that girl though that, you know, her big butt was her big butt. <laughs> yep. So then after the opening, uh, Ted is at the bar and Barney walks in, tosses him an eye patch, tells <laughs> him to put it on. He wants to use this eye patch for uh, an icebreaker to hit on women. Uh, and he tells this elaborate story about a bunch of cobras that get loose in Central Park who are about to attack a baby, and they have to stop it. Uh, and the eye patch is because they both happen to get bit on the eye by these cobras. But different. Uh, John, I wanted to ask you a question. What is the most ridiculous type of story that you have used to, to you know, in this fashion? You really Because <laughs> this is a pretty ridiculous story. Oh, okay. So I'm going to use you as my counterpart because you're obviously here. Okay. So girls at the bar, I'll send you up to the bar first and I'll walk up and be like, oh, hey, man, haven't seen you in a long time. How's it been? How how are things? And I'll be like, yo, let me tell you a story about this guy right here. Yo, so this guy one time pulled me out of a burning car, saved my life. I was driving, texting, being stupid, swerved off into a ditch. This dude pulls over, yanks me out of the car. We've been best friends, sons. Nice. If that doesn't, you know, <laughs> fucking lay some groundwork right there, man, I can't help. It's true. I mean, that is pretty good. That is pretty good. Uh, do you have any plays that you use for yours? Because, like, that's like a wingman play. That's a that's a good wingman play. Oh, mine is uh, Johnny Storm, former heavyweight champion. How you doing? <laughs> and and how often does that work? Uh, it hasn't worked in a very long time. But it has worked. That's <laughs> what matters. <laughs> you, you you remember the night we were leaving Valentine's and I got to sign some titties. That's true. Fucking. I mean, Johnny Storm had his perks. And they were perky. We'll oh, they were. That. We'll say that. Uh, so then we flash over to Robin, uh, <laughs> who <laughs> was out, you know, out on a date with uh, this guy. His name is George. Uh, and she heads back to the apartment after you know the date to talk to Lily. And when she tells her uh, that she told George that she can't wait to meet his kid, she's yeah. like, she's like, why would I say that? I mean, sometimes you say weird things in the moment. Um, and now she's kind of fallen into this lie about liking kids, which which travels uh, into the into a little bit uh, with their stuff. 
Um, Robin also reveals that she didn't know that getting a kid in custody battle was winning. Yeah, I love that. Like, what <laughs> kind of lawyer did he have that he got stuck with the kids? Oh, <laughs> God, that's winning, isn't it? Like, what? Yeah, that was... Whew, he's like, please don't tell anybody. But obviously, somebody told Ted... Yeah, because he's telling this story. Yeah, which means either Robin like confessed it, or more likely than not, Lily, who can't keep a secret, <laughs> said something. I mean, that's that's my thought. I I believe it. Yeah. Uh, so back at the bar, Ted, uh, Ted and Barney are arguing about who has the most game. Uh, then Marshall comes walking over from the bathroom and reveals that he made some homoerotic comments to a guy in the stall next to him thinking it was Ted because the guy had the same shoes as Ted. You ever done that? <laughs> uh, no, I haven't. Uh, but, I mean, I could see why, you know, if 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 I knew what shoes you were wearing at the time, <laughs> and, like, I thought we, and, like, it was already in the bathroom, <clears throat> and then somebody came in and sat in the stall next to me, and it was, like, the same shoes as you, I would probably... Like start talking to you or something <laughs> might get awkward. But. I want to know what Marshall said because that guy came out of the bathroom. First off, that guy was in there for an awfully long time. That's true too. But two, <laughs> I want to know what he said because Marshall did score his number. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, he must have. He must. I mean, there are later episodes where Marshall does say that. Oh the yeah, gay, that the gays love him. Like he I says mean, this. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they're just laying that groundwork, you know, throughout this whole thing. Um, Barney asks Marshall, which of the two of them have more game? And Marshall says, neither of them have game or else they'd be married. Because if dating is the game, then marriage is winning winning the game. Yeah. Uh, And so I had two things. One, uh, this idea of the game is actually brought up again later on by Tracy. In season nine, when she meets Barney and she asks him if he wants to keep playing the game or if he wants to win. Ooh, Which I thought was pretty that's a cool. nice little throwback. Yeah. Uh, and my other thing, uh, I wanted to ask you what your thoughts on this uh, concept no, of the 100% game. No, I 100% love that uh, analogy because he's right. It makes me laugh even more, though, the way the <laughs> guys, because like they're in their single guy phase. 100% at this point. Figure they're like in their 20s still, just going on 30. Like, so they're that like lame yeah. ass fucking single guy, New York City. Let's fuck it up. Let's be what's up, New York. <laughs> and uh, it's like, oh, yeah. It, winning the game, uh, marriage is winning if you're in the uh, women's league. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, my thought on this, like, I mean, I've been married, but my thought is like, it really just depends on what game you're playing. Think about it. You know, there are different rules for different games, right? You yeah. know, you got Monopoly, you got Candyland. They're two very different games. So if winning, if playing the game is all about just hooking up and getting a big number, who has the biggest number, then that's you know, winning is that, you know, who, who has the lead or whatever, you know, that's kind of the thing, you know, maybe it's like who gets to a hundred first, that could be how you win the game between you guys. Um, But like I said, it really all depends on what actually is the game that they're playing. That's fair. I I can respect that. You know what I mean? Because like, obviously to Marshall, marriage is the end game. So winning is marriage and that's fine, you know, Uh, but at this stage, Ted and Barney—that is not their end game. No, not even a little bit. Yeah. So for them, marriage is not. So that like everything that Marshall is saying, yeah, to them, it, they <laughs> do not agree with their it. heads. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely disagree with everything that he says there. Uh, but Marshall continues to claim that he has mad game, uh, and, and that calls them bra. Which I thought was funny. I and love then, Barney's response, though. Yeah. Listen, we had fun. We agreed. Never do it, was, it again. It was a good week. <laughs> we had a good time. But we'd never do it again. 
I thought that I thought that was hilarious because they apparently used the word broth for like a week. Oh uh, man, I can only imagine how that went. Yeah, uh, the guys uh, they essentially think Marshall is irrelevant, and Marshall doesn't want to be left out. And this kind of ties back into the the last episode with the third wheel episode, you know. Because Marshall, they, they keep telling him, you know, he'll never get the belt. You know, he just wants to be included in this stuff. Well, there was there's one other episode that I know this happens in, too. And it's, uh, I don't remember <clears throat> what season it is, but there's the tuxedo talk where Barney and Ted wear tuxedos. Yeah. And Marshall's like, just once it would be nice if you guys asked me if I wanted to join. Yeah. And then later on in the episode, he walks in in a full tux. And yep. he's like, this is what happens. This feels, uh, he's like, does it feel good not to be included? Does it? <laughs> and it's like, you know, Marshall yeah. comes from a big family. So he's clearly got that, like, you know, he's been ignored enough. He just wants to take part in stuff. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why he likes game shows and shit so much because he knows when he's on, he's on. Like, mm-hmm. that is him. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, also, in. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, what I find interesting is like Ted always claims that Marshall's his best friend, not Barney. Marshall is his best friend. Yet all of these things, he leaves him out and instead does stuff with Barney like that. Yes. And I was, I was just going to say that. Yeah. I was like, for somebody who's supposed to be best friends with Marshall, Ted fucking abandons him quite a bit for stupid shit like this. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Marshall's obviously had his uh, his moments. Like he's been with Lily for eleven years at this point. Like, yeah. Like so, I mean, you know, it is what it is. But like, you can't treat him like he's nothing. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and you can't say that Marshall doesn't have any game because. He's gotten, and maybe he didn't sleep with these girls, but he's gotten other girls. Oh, yeah. Like, crazy well, eyes. I was going to say, there's, no, that's, no. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that was when they were broken up. There's the girl who comes yeah. over to see his rap poster. Mm-hmm. There's uh, the girl who keeps him on the string in high school. You know, he gets numbers that Barney keeps stealing. Yeah. In that, During one, in that, that episode, episode. Yeah, like, he yeah. steals, like. So like he may not have as much game as them in in the, the the style of game that they're playing. Yeah, but in all fairness, though, he's also been out of the game for so long that yeah, you know, it's true. It's not he even does, like he's he does have game no matter what he does. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I think they need to just start including him more. Damn rat bastards! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Barney claims that on sheer numbers alone he would win, and then. He mentions the list. We actually get to learn more about this list later on in the series uh, as it grows to some pretty high numbers. Yes. Like real high. Uh, we, I think it's like, what does it get up to like 250? Something like that. Later on. Well, he had mentioned the list once before this too because he says, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not callous. I don't know how many pages the list is. Yeah. Which I don't, I, I never believe you. You you never believe that. <laughs> not for a minute. Not for a minute. Um, but like, we really get a deep dive into it when he's approaching his 200. Yes. Like they do that whole episode about it. Yep. Yeah. You know, which is, uh, it's pretty funny. Everything that happens. In that <laughs> episode. <laughs> you think you'll ever uh, hit 200? Who me? Yeah. You No. <laughs> you have better, you more luck uh, than, than me at that point. Thanks. <laughs> uh, Ted says that the true game, though, is all about quality, not quantity. Uh, so I guess, I guess in this instance, I'm more like the Ted. You're the Barney, right? Hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. Uh, so Barney then challenges Ted to what he calls a picking up girls Olympiad, but they end up just deciding to uh, just try to pick up the same girl. Um, and whoever seals the deal first wins. Um, obviously, sealing the deal, meaning having sex, because if it was just going out with them, then Ted would have won right away. Just saying. 
so they pick up a girl at the bar, uh, and while Ted is writing down some rules, Barney heads over there to you know he he speeds over there as if he's going to try and, and swoop in, uh, and within seconds gets slapped. Now there's more to this obviously that we don't know yet. We're not I'm not going to get into it yet, but it, it's there's a whole thing going on here. Oh yeah. Which is it's it's a brilliant play by Barney, which uh, we'll we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah, this is one of his more elaborate ones. Oh yeah, uh, Barney then comes back over to the table. He claims that he's already won because he's already slept with her yep. a year ago. Uh, then Ted <laughs> Ted says that doesn't count because uh, the the bet starts like when they made the bet. That's when it when it takes place. Nothing before that, uh, and so then he takes off after the girl. Yeah, which he isn't going to right away, but then like Marshall's like, oh, she's going out the door, and Ted's like, oh! Yep. Uh, then the guy that was in the bathroom, we, we were talking about this, uh, comes out uh, and gives Marshall his number, causing Marshall to proclaim that he's still got game. Still got game. And you can see some of the stuff on the card if you if you pause it. Uh, the guy's name is Steve. It says Steve on the card. And you get most of the phone numbers that he gives out. Ooh. It's uh three one zero two four six nine five, and then the last two digits are obscured by Marshall's thumb, and then it says "call me," and there's a little smiley face on it. So I thought that was interesting. It's like it's it's not the typical five 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 number Fair. that most shows give. So like theoretically, you could call you could because like there's only a hundred possibilities. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. So you could go through all those numbers if you really wanted to. It'd probably annoy a lot of people, but you could do it. Um, I don't know if there was like I. I what I want to know is, was it just like here's a random phone number that we wrote down, or was this like somebody's phone number that they decided to throw on this guy? Like I, would, I really that's something I would ask like Carter and Craig. I'm like, Fair. what? Tell me about this phone number. What's the deal with it? Because again. It's not the typical five 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 number. You, sh- you see, this they is give the stuff out. you should be like writing down that we could tweet at them. Okay, I will. I will absolutely do that. Um, yeah, we will. We will send. I will right here. I'll put it in my notes. Send tweet. Boom. Uh, so then uh, we head over to George's apartment where uh, he and Robin are drinking some wine. Yeah. Robin is laying it on thick. This lie about loving kids. Loving them. But she just can't keep it going. Uh, she uh, eventually breaks down and reveals that she's not really a fan of kids. Uh, he says it's okay. You know, we'll just wait to, to introduce you guys. Um, after watching the episode and then like rewatching it and everything, it makes me wonder if this is the point where he decides, eh, I'll go and date somebody else also. I wouldn't doubt it. You know what I mean? Because like we find out later that that's a thing that's happening. Yep. Um, and if he was serious about Robin in any way, I feel like he wouldn't have done that. Or maybe he's just that kind of guy. I don't know. I don't feel like he is that kind of guy, though, because you wouldn't just want to start bringing random women around your kid. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean. She probably ruined it herself because, I mean, one, that means you were <laughs> lying to this guy. Yeah. And two, then not only are you lying to this guy, but you're lying to him. And then, like, there's going to be no future because you pretty much just said you hate kids. It's true. It's very true. Uh, all right. So, uh, <laughs> like I said, he says, you know, okay, we won't introduce you yet. But then she, she ends up sleeping with him and spending the night uh, and winds up meeting his kid the next morning. Now, right here, I'm just going to put this out here. This is my favorite moment in this episode. Do you know why? Why? The Ghostbusters reference. She calls yes. Lily and she's like, Lily, it's here. It's, it's looking at it's me. It's looking at me. And I'm like. <laughs> and you want to know what's even funnier about that? What's that? It's not the last time you hear that line in this show. No. Because it happens again with, with the goat. With the goat. Yeah. Which I think is great. I, I love that so much. I would agree. But yeah, so we are introduced to Doug yet again because we have actually met. Like I mentioned at the beginning, we have met Doug before. 
It's the same kid from Lily's class that tried to blackmail Marshall yeah. in, in the Monday Night Football episode. Um, so what I have to say about that is, fuck that kid. Yeah, fuck Doug. <laughs> and I mean, he's kind of a little little douchebag throughout this episode, really. I mean, he absolutely is. The first thing that pisses me off is when she he's like, can you pour me cereal? Oh, my and, God. And then he's like, you pour the milk first. <clears throat> Okay, this, little psychopath. I literally, literally wrote in my notes, this kid is going to grow up to be a serial killer. <laughs> and because of that. <laughs> Just like, uh, milk first. No, get out of here with your milk first. Listen, no way, no. I know that I promised I wasn't making this joke anymore. <laughs> but all those people who might have killed themselves, no. Doug killed them. It's true, because he's a little serial killer. <laughs> he's a little serial killer. And it's even funnier because it's all about cereal. cereal. Yeah. I'm just saying, man. It all weaves together. Weaves yeah. like a blanket. <laughs> that it does. Uh, okay, so he also does this um, this thing here where he's like, can you talk in Morse code? And he starts like doing like Morse code, right? And I tried to find out if it, he was actually saying something, but he's not. He's just saying random fucking beeps and shit. It's like beep, 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 beep. And I like, I looked it up to see if any, if that meant anything. No, it's just random <laughs> fucking letters and shit. I'd have punched the kid dead in the face. Nah, it's like E S T T. And then I, I don't know what the, the, this long ass fucking beep is supposed to be. Oh, but, so, but he did though. E S T establish. <laughs> He's establishing that he can't do Morse code. <laughs> That's fair. You know what? I'll take it. I will take it. I was just really hoping that the writers would have put something in there, like as like an Easter egg. You know yeah, how cool that would have been? That would have been. Like Carter even, and Craig are slipping. Like even if he just, even if it, the kid was just like spelling out her name, yeah. it would have been kind of, would have been kind of neat. But, you know, it didn't. Uh, but after a while, you know, they end up kind of like connecting, you know, and uh, well, we see maybe this could work. Who knows? Then we go back to the apartment. Ted is hanging out with Stacy, uh, the girl from the bat. Her name is Stacy. And he's starting to really like her. So we flash back over to the bar and he's talking to her on the phone. She's going off to yoga. And he even responds with a with an after a while crocodile. All of this plays in later on. <laughs> it's all the, it, they're just like dropping little things for you to, you know, without telling you to remember it, you're just, hopefully you are remembering it as it goes on. Um, Ted thinks he's winning at this point, <laughs> you know, winning, winning. Uh, he reveals uh, at this point that she even plays bass in a reggae band, which I think is cool. Cause a girl who plays the bass is like on his list. Yes. So I thought that was kind of a nice little touch. It, it makes it seem like, oh, maybe this could be a girl well, for Ted. It's funny because there is a moment right here that happens with this whole part of the conversation <clears> that <throat> comes back later on and it makes me laugh. So Marshall interjects himself into this conversation, this mm -hmm. part of the conversation. Yeah. Because uh, he's talking about reggae. Yeah. And Barney says, slow down, something, something. Your idea of fun is getting like two tickets to the spin doctors. It's uh wearing a wearing a Dr. Seuss hat. Yeah. And and having two tickets to the spin doctor, something like that. Yeah. And later on, we see Marshall's during one of the intervent uh the interventions, mm -hmm. he's got the Dr. Seuss hat. Mm -hmm. And there's a point later on in the show where he admits he likes the spin doctors. Yeah. And I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah. This is a throw out to something that's gonna happen later. And I fucking love it. This is exactly what I was talking about at the beginning when and we were talking about the things that we like to watch yes. for. When I said continuity, this stuff right here. Yes. The exact stuff that I love just kind of keeping my eyes out for. Um, because it just it, it makes everything just so much better. No, you're hundred percent correct. Yeah. I just uh, I love that that little line is in there because then like when mm -hmm. it comes back around later, I'm like, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Marshall then walks in and he he breaks down all the sex that he's had with Lily, and that number is one thousand fifty three and a half. 
half because his mom uh, called once. And we actually hear this story in the season one episode game night. Lily tells tells the story and says that it's like the the most embarrassed she's ever been. Is that no, that's not the one I'm thinking of then. Yeah. Huh. Because there's uh, the the one that I was thinking of is the time where she's on the phone with his his mom and she's like, Oh yeah, we got the care package. And then he's like She's like, oh, we'll talk to you later. And she thinks she hangs up. And then Marshall's like, <laughs> grab the, yeah. the blanket. That's and a good she one. She sits there and listens to the whole, like. That's um, a good one, too. I love that one. Um, he then claims to win, and he even uses his patented line. Oh, boy. Lawyered. But the guys, they don't they don't buy it. They say it doesn't count. And that it only equals one. He's had sex one time. How was it? <laughs> Uh, then Barney starts teasing Ted about the fact that he slept with this girl already, trying really hard to, to make Ted uncomfortable and kind of get into his head um, about about it, you know, before getting the chance to sleep with Psychological her. Psychological warfare. Yeah, yeah. To the point that Ted won't even drink out of Barney's glass, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. He's like, I only stirred this with my pinky. Just imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Just his pinky, John. Just his pinky. Just his pinky. Uh, back at the apartment, Robin walks in claiming now that uh, kids love her because Doug thinks she's pretty cool. Uh, however, in the same token, uh, she says she's going to have to break up with George because things are just getting too serious with this kid. And uh, she wants to break it off before it gets, he gets too attached. But then Lily shows her a drawing that Doug did in class of a darker haired woman who is pouring him a bowl of cereal. And it says my new mommy. Yep. Yeah. Things, uh, at this point you're like, Ooh, damn. Things are getting serious. Sorry, Robin. Shit. Uh, but Robin is in denial about it being a picture of her. Uh, and then the guys show up and they agree that it does look like her. They agree with Lily. <laughs> um, little do they know Robin's right the whole time. Yep. You know, and I find that interesting, you know, like they're, they're, they're ragging on Robin this whole time being like, oh, you, you just, you're just trying to like make excuses. This, you know what I mean? To, to end things when really she's right. Like yeah. this, it, you know, it's not a picture of her, but you know, we don't find that out until a little later. Uh, Lily says that if she's going to break up with George, she's going to have to break up with Doug too. So we head over to Stacy's place. You know, new set, John. You like talking about sets and stuff. We got a whole new oh, set yeah. here. She's got a great set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, <laughs> there it is. Uh, she and Ted are about to get it on. But then Ted starts seeing little Barneys everywhere on her, just like uh, scaling her like a, like a mountain climber. Uh, and he officially, uh, Ted or Barney has officially gotten into Ted's head. Yep. So much so that it prevents him from doing anything and ruins this this little relationship that Ted's got going on, causing Ted to break up with Stacy. Uh, then we head over uh, Robin with Robin. She's over at uh, George's place, and uh, she's there to break things off. But he's in the shower, so she talks to Doug instead. And uh, Doug reads her a little poem called "To My New Mommy." <laughs> it's real awkward, like, like. This kid, this kid ain't dumb. He knows what's going on here. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he knows that his dad has been out on dates with Robin. But he he is he is savage. He's just like, yeah, I'm just going to read this poem about my new mommy to this girl who has been seeing my dad. I mean. Like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> it's, kind, it's kind of brutal, man. Oh, it's, it's kind of brutal. 100% brutal. Uh, she then proceeds to to break up with little Doug here. And uh, since he's never been dumped before, she uses all the cliched lines, breakup lines and things that she can think of. It's not um, you, it's me. It's not you, it's me. You know, I, I just want to focus on my career. Uh, so, so then there's a knock on the door and it's another woman who's there for a date with George. Uh, and she has hoop earrings like in the drawing. And Doug says that this is his new mommy, even though she's only been on two dates with George. 
<clears throat> and I have to say right there, like I would never do that. No, like you're not meeting my kid two two dates in. No, same. No, no freaking 100%, way. Hundred com- uh, percent. I completely agree. That's too. And this too- kid is what six. And, and you know what I mean? So like he's even slightly younger than, than our kids and no way, man, no way am I uh, doing, introducing somebody two dates in no, and letting them be like, this is my new mommy. No, <laughs> that's just weird. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Cause obviously he ain't serious about people. He's over here dating multiple people. Oh yeah. Multiple people. You know, I mean, it's different if, like, you're multiple dates in introducing <clears throat> your kid to somebody if you think there's a future. But, like, uh-huh. like I would say, it, I don't know. I can't, I can't rank it by dates. I would have to say, like, consistently hanging out with somebody for probably a couple months. Yeah, I can see that. But, like, he's been on Two. Six, six dates with Robin. Oh, yeah, yeah, with Robin. And also two dates with this other girl. And he didn't, it's not like he ended things with Robin. No. He was still dating Robin. Yep. So, like, like really? Apparently, you trust Robin enough to be with her enough that she can be in your house while you're in the shower. Yeah. I don't think she's stealing from you or anything. So, clearly, like, you have a connection. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. (laughs) It's just dumb. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I wrote down Doug acts like a dickhead here, <laughs> breaking breaking up with Robin, calling her Roberta, Roberta, and, and just not caring at all that she's upset in any way. He's just like whatever, like wow, kid, you are a douche. He's gonna be a real Kyle when he grows up, <laughs> right? Uh, and I wrote down Robin continues to have good reason here to hate kids. Yep, <laughs> you know I mean fuck children. Yeah. Uh, so back at the bar, Ted comes in to meet the other guys and uh, tells them that he broke up with Stacy. He blames Barney for getting into his head. Then Barney reveals his tricky plan to win. Yep. He actually asked the girl to slap him uh, before because he says that Ted was too shy to approach her. And this made him seem like the nicer of the two guys. Uh, He then reveals that he never actually slept with her. And then we see him bump into her at yoga. Remember, you know, Ted was on the phone with her. All the stuff that he was saying to Barney, he he decided to use. So he bumped into her at yoga, uh, pretending that he went there also. (sighs) Pretended he's into reggae. uh, And he even does the the see you later alligator line. Oh, yeah. Really drive it home that they should be together. Uh, And now that Ted dumped her, she calls Barney to uh, so that he could come over and comfort her. And he definitely goes over to do something. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so then back at the apartment, Robin is sulking on the couch with Lily eating some ice cream, claiming that she's done with kids. Uh, but as future Ted tells us, you know, she eventually gets over that. And we see some uh, drawn pictures from the kids uh, of them and their aunt Robin over the years, which I thought were really sweet. And I'll be honest, I was like, I, I on my second watch through, I was like, I wonder if Ted was in any of these pictures. He's not. But I was really hoping that it was like that there would have been a picture of like us, Daddy and Aunt Robin, you know, Ooh. hinting at, at what was going to happen down the line. Yeah. But they didn't. I was a little bummed by that. <laughs> it would have been a real nice little little Easter egg in there. It would have been. You know? Because you could have just been like, well, why is Tracy not in that picture? What's going on here? You know right. I mean? or why is the, the mother not in that? Because you wouldn't have known her name at, at the time. But no. Uh, and then the episode ends one month later. So a whole month goes by. Barney, I need. Uh, so I'm interested to see where the next episode picks up. Because technically, he's still dating this girl. Yeah. For a month. Uh, he, he's, he's at her apartment. They have not sealed the deal yet. He has not had sex with her yet because she wants to take things slow after everything that happened with Ted. 
Um, Take it she's slow. Slow, baby. <laughs> it's a slow burn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's sitting there playing her bass. Barney is incredibly bored to the point where he's like falling asleep. Uh, and then we see little Ted dancing <coughs> on, on Stacy's shoulder, just mocking Barney uh, as, the, as the episode comes to an end. So, uh, yeah, John, that was season three, episode four, Little Boys. Uh, what were your thoughts overall? It's a good, solid episode, but like I said, it's not one that fits the the main timeline. It doesn't really affect me, but I like it. Yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't really matter all that much, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I I enjoy it as well. Yeah, it's um, fun. You, you get yeah, you get some fun stuff. You get the 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 reappearance of of shithead Doug. <laughs> shithead Doug. <laughs> I mean, he he hundred percent is. <laughs> it makes me wonder though did Marshall know who George was because you Ooh. would almost you would almost think that he would be like yo you don't want you don't want to do this because that kid is a dickhead <laughs> you know what I mean me 10 bucks. yeah that, that kid tried to blackmail me when right? uh, we were watching the Super Bowl you don't want to mess around with that kid Fuck. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So. I hadn't really thought about it like that. Yeah. All right. So now that we are uh, through that part, we are on to this part of the episode. Barney's blog. Suit up, bitches. Yeah. All right. So this uh, this edition of the blog is titled Sexploration. Uh-oh. And it was uh, written Monday, October 15th of 2007. And it says, in the early 1500s, an explorer by the name of Ferdinand Magellan set sail to become the first man to circumnavigate the globe. Ultimately, he failed miserably, ending up on the wrong end of a lethal arrow and most uh, most probably an uncomfortable bout with syphilis. However, Magellan's voyage did provide important geographical information in the form of a plethora of maps and graphs thus paving the way for future worldwide expansion. 500 years later, another man with similar intestinal fortitude stands before you ready to share his extensive knowledge of the previously unknown. A man who feel, who also feels no nook should go uncharted, no cranny left uncultivated, and no crevice unexplored. Yes, it is I, Barney Stinson, who carries the torch from the great explorers of yesteryear, providing these detailed maps and charts from my own extensive travels. It says, below are some sample maps of my latest expedition. We'll call her Stacy. And I happen to have both these maps. So if you are watching uh, on the YouTube uh, feed, you can actually see the maps. If not, I suggest hopping over there to, to see what we're talking about. It's, it's, it's always entertaining. All right. So uh, the first image has a one and a two labeled, and the other one has the three and the four. So we'll start with one. One says, uh, Necopotamia. Explorers often overlook this seemingly insignificant piece of real estate, but don't be fooled. The region is a virtual treasure trove that, if mined correctly, could open the gateway to lucrative and more rewarding exploration further south. Agreed. Uh, yes, 100% agreed. Uh, the next one he calls uh, East Hipsylvania. East Hipsylvania is essentially uh, is essential to any worthwhile explorer because of its prime location just west of Barneyland with a plentiful bounty of natural resources to boot. Surrounded by rolling hills and lush valleys, I, f- uh, I found settlements there to be both thriving and prosperous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like a good thigh. I'm just saying. Yeah. Or a hip, or a hip in, this, in this case. Sure. All right. Then we have uh, three, which you can see where that's being pointed oh, yeah. at. It's clearly a breast. <laughs> He's calling it Mammary Peaks. <laughs> treacherous but rewarding the peaks offer some of the most breathtaking views i've ever seen the epicenter of stacy this terrific mountain range must be scaled and conquered before you can raise your flag <laughs> all right and then uh number four is midriff plains 
These extensive flatlands are perfect for grazing and serve as the ultimate base camp. The experienced frontiersman knows that all expeditions should start from the plains, and in times of danger, I found the meadows to offer comfort, shelter, and security. Fair. And that, folks, is Barney's blog for this Ooh, week. Very simple blog. Yeah, yeah, nothing too crazy. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that is this week's episode of uh, Last Call at McLaren's. You know, we uh doing season three, episode four of How I Met Your Mother, Little Boys. And, uh, John, if you ain't got anything left for uh, the, the fine people out there, let them know where they can find you. Hop on over to Twitter where you can find me. It's simply saying J1. Uh, I, have a, I have a Twitter. I have a blog. I have a podcast. I haven't done a podcast in forever, but I have posted blogs. Uh, John, on over. Give it a read. Let me know what you think. Um, you want to talk? Let's talk turkey. All right, maybe even some uh, some quail. You don't know some quail. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Is that it's quail the, man? It's the quail call. Yeah, yeah, quail man. Yeah, man, that's good stuff. I got to get a belt for it. I could have been that for Halloween. Dude, I could have been wearing have that the whole time. You could have been quail man. I could have been the hanging Chad. <laughs> so okay so since it's halloween are you dressing up i mean i might um i haven't decided i know i still got a couple of days but uh, what, you know, what are you thinking about possibly being i don't know yet because i don't know what i even have that i could dress up as to be honest with you fair but uh i'm sure i'll brainstorm something I don't know. We'll see. I'll figure it out. <laughs> so what about you? Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at JP Rayner. That's J-P-R-A-Y-N-O-R. As well as right here on Merck with a movie blog at Movie Blog Merck. Yeah. If, you're watch- if you're watching this on YouTube, you are watching it on the Merck with a movie blog YouTube channel. So be sure to hit that like button, smash that subscribe button, click that little bell, wherever it may be on the screen. If you're listening on podcast form, uh, if you go over to Anchor, you can leave us a voice message just like uh, Jesus Gonzalez did today, uh, <laughs> and we will play it on air just like we did. Um, Jesus. And, yeah, or Jesus, let us know. If I'm pronouncing it wrong, I apologize. Uh, but uh, you can leave us a vo- uh, message there. Um, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a five-star review, and uh, you know if you leave a message with it, we'll read that out on air as well. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at last call H I M Y M Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we have a Patreon. Uh, that's our anchor feed as well. All of it is last call H I M Y M. Nice and simple for you guys to remember. And I think that's all I got for him, John. Uh, what do you got for him? Whenever you say, Hey Zeus, I think of that scene from, uh, uh, from Die Hard, yeah, yeah, where he's like, Die Hey, Zeus. why does that guy keep calling you Hey Zeus? He's like, He's not, he's calling me Hey Zeus, you know, Zeus, like the Greek god. Fuck with me, I'll shove a lightning bolt straight up your ass. <laughs> yep, and with that being said, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to go home, but you can't listen here. That's right, catch you next time.